0: I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus.
1: The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The opinions and suggestions expressed on the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. This following program is sponsored by Causeway LLC. Information in this broadcast is not intended as an investment, tax, or financial advice. Matthew Moore is not a licensed investment advisor and speaks solely from his experience and opinions. All information in this broadcast is for entertainment or educational purposes only. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa are not responsible for the success or failure of any person's investment decisions or purchases. Matthew Moore, Causeway LLC, and Cox Media Group Tulsa makes no and expressly disclaims all representations, warranties, and guarantees with respect to this broadcast and its sponsors. Investing in any market is inherently risky and can be financially dangerous. Invest at your own risk. Gather knowledge in the world of cryptocurrency right now on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's news and talk. Welcome to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Matthew is locally based right here in Tulsa. Questions, comments, concerns? Call 918-460-5764 or send us an open mic using the KRMG app. Now, here's Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore.
2: And good Sunday evening to you. My name's Russell Mills. Thanks for tuning in for Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore, the show where We explore the world of cryptocurrencies, digging for digital gold, if you will, and we'll explore some of the challenges and, of course, the opportunities presented by this fast-growing world. Matthew J. Moore, a Tulsa entrepreneur and author of a best-selling book, Foundations
3: for Liberty, and our host. Good evening, Matt. Welcome. thank you, Russell. This is awesome. This is a beautiful day to talk about some technology that is going to literally change the world. Whether you know it or not, blockchain technology, cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, it is a diverse and deep world that we're all going to dive into. Uh, I've really enjoyed this uh, this journey, and I've got uh, Eric Cooper with us. He's our co-host. Eric, won't you say hello to to the people?
4: Uh, how's everybody going tonight? Uh, you know, if you have not heard about this show and you are wanting to maybe start back at the beginning, Matt, people can actually go on com and you can listen to the uh, the podcasted versions of show one and show two. This is our first live show. So if you're listening live, uh, we are excited to have you today.
2: Actually, we, we actually had an open mic about that. Somebody asking, saying, well, can we get the show online? Yes, you can. <laughs> KRMG.com.
3: There you go. I, you know, and it's so necessary, too, because, it's like again, it's like drinking from a fire hose. And if you hear this show or any of our past shows and you're like, what did they say? What did that mean? Like trying to wrap my head around these concepts, like I would highly encourage you to go to KRMG's website, replay some of our last episodes, because we did talk about some concepts that are very fundamental and foundational when it comes to understanding this technology. Uh, one of them being, what is money? How does money get it? It gets its value? You know, uh, is, is Bitcoin a scarce asset, you know, and, and blockchain technology, how does that technology make digital information scarce? So these are all things that I think everybody would yep. benefit from. And I know Eric, you kind of dived into, uh, our, uh, that, that video that I mentioned, uh, there's a series by Mike Maloney called the hidden secrets of money. Uh, and episode eight is actually specifically designed around, uh, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. What, what do you think about that episode?
4: You know, you, you. The visuals are phenomenal because you're going to be able that Byzantines, um, Byzantine generals. Uh, problem, Yeah, problem. Yep. So obviously if you want to go in there and take a look at that, that uh, clears up a lot of stuff for you. Also the blockchain, uh, if, we'll talk about that a little bit more today, but yeah, it's terrific.
3: Yeah. Some people are audible, some people are visual learners. So I would highly recommend uh, anybody who wants to uh, have some visuals about how this technology works, be sure to check out that uh, video on YouTube. It's uh, hidden secrets of money episode eight, um, but today I'm actually excited to kind of dive Dive into this concept of uh, the nature of Bitcoin, like it's been around for 12 years, so why hasn't the government tried to stop it? Why is it still around? Or have they? Yes. Or have they? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, so, and, you know, and can Bitcoin be hacked? And uh, I know, Eric, we, last, last uh, week we had uh, Charlie Spears with American BitPower join us to talk about blockchain technology. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to give some thoughts on, the, on this topic as well, but I think Charlie's going to also join us again this show to talk about this. Uh, you know, what were your thoughts with uh, having Charlie on last week did he uh, come at it from a different perspective than what I had shared with you
4: yeah I mean he's a little bit more into the mining aspect of it and so from when the uh, philosophy and then the technology also um, he's not joining us today in studio I don't know if he's going to be on the cow pasture um, <laughs> you know whether where they're mining but he's well, let's from, find out you want to bring him in <laughs> he's Charlie we, we, we will definitely ask him that are you there Charlie
0: yeah, I'm here, guys. Uh, glad to be back on the show. Really cool uh, to do a second week in a row.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and uh, it was funny. We were talking about cow pastures and technologies. And Might co- want to explain <laughs> the cow pasture yeah, part. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah,
0: we, yeah. Why don't you our, give everybody our a reference? Does, yeah, we, we, uh, my, I'm uh, with American BitPower. We are a cryptocurrency mining operation. And uh, last week, I... Uh, mentioned how one of our uh, locations is out actually in a cow pasture. So I like to say we're both on the digital and agricultural frontier.
3: Yeah. and But I would also say, Charlie, one of the reasons why you do that is because of your power sources. Isn't that correct?
0: Yeah. Um, because mining Bitcoin specifically is extremely energy intensive, we look for the cheapest energy. And right now the cheapest energy is where no one else needs it. So uh, right now natural gas out in the field uh, or stranded energy, that's perfect for us. We can hit two birds with one stone, uh, make somebody more money off of their gas and lower our operating cost.
3: Yeah, that's exciting because uh, it's definitely going to change the game uh, for, for mining, especially in America. And I think it's important for Americans or America in general to get on top of the, the whole mining operation or the mining game because I think. And
2: potentially really important for Oklahoma. Yes. Right? And, that, and that's one of the reasons that, that attracted me to this show at the very beginning, Matthews, because you're talking about we could be like a hub yeah, right. for this kind of activity. And Tulsa could, could stand to truly benefit if it is adopted.
3: And, mm-hmm. and understood, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, you're talking about new money, new talent, new companies, new technology. Uh, you know, and so I, I actually in 20, 2019 played a, an important part in trying to help author some of the first pro cryptocurrency legislation here in Oklahoma, trying to create a friendly environment. And we'll probably cover that a little bit more in some future shows. But I think it's important for us as a community to learn about this and what this industry can offer our state and our city as a, as a whole. Um, you know, and in, in talking about cryptocurrency and talking about this and this new technology is like, you know, every time something new comes around, we're kind of scared about it or maybe we got questions about it. We just don't understand yeah. it. Um, and the interesting thing about cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is it's a technology that literally is going to do what it's going to do. There is no stopping it, you know. And the the, the equivalent that I make, and I know we'll talk to Charlie here in a little bit about this, but uh, Eric, did you ever use Napster I know this. This might be a, a little <laughs>
4: Napster, Limewire, yeah, yeah Limewire, Lime absolutely. I know the yeah. University of Oklahoma's <laughs> internet connection was downloading some music for me back in the day. Yes, <laughs> accidentally.
3: Yeah, actually. I mean, yeah.
4: Yeah, I did not because I did it right. Right.
3: Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because uh, whether whether regulators like it or not, um, the you know with something like Napster, uh, you know, it, it was able to be shut down because it had a central yeah. point of failure, uh, and then eventually you had things like BitTorrent that came out. And uh, people were actually sharing files amongst each other. Peer-to-peer. Peer-to-peer, to peer to peer, peer. right? Kind of hard to shut that down. In other v- words, if it's my computer talked to some guy in Nebraska
2: or Hong Kong's computer, you know, shut that down when there's 8 million of those conversations
4: going on. Yeah, right? Metallica did not like that.
2: <laughs> well, they were the ones who shut down Napster. They couldn't yeah. do much about BitTorrent, which I think is Matthew's point here, right? Yeah, right.
3: That- yeah no, that's my point is, you know, uh, what, what's going to happen with blockchain technology is it's going to create this level of accountability this uh, level of competition in monetary policy and money uh, and the exchange of value. And whether governments like it or not, it's hard to stop, if not completely impossible. Sure, they can slow it down. They can throw a a wrench in everything as far as the on and off ramps. But there's really no way to kill this technology when it's a peer-to-peer decentralized ledger system uh, that everybody can just download a piece of software and participate in. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's fascinating to see what actually some officials have been saying saying about this. Uh, Surprisingly, I actually have seen in the last few years more positive uh, affirmations about the technology and about Bitcoin than I have negatively because I think what people are starting to realize is, wait a minute, if we don't do anything like as far as it's just, it's just going to go around us. Like we need to get on this bandwagon. It's posturing right now. Right. If we can't beat it, we need to join Join it. it. And, and I actually have a couple of statements uh, from some individuals within the American government that I think people would find very fascinating. These are some of these are direct quotes, but uh you know you've got US senators like uh Cynthia Loomis, which is from Wyoming, she's a US senator. She actually owns Bitcoin, uh, and she made a, st- a statement uh, recently uh that she she finds that Bitcoin is a good store of value, that Bitcoin fits the bill of a store of value, and she has confidence that it will be in, an important tool. In the future Uh, then you had the comp control of the currency Brian Brooks during the Trump administration basically he gave banks permission to use Bitcoin as a settlement layer and to become custodians of these assets blockchain technology this is what he said he said blockchain technology is to the financial system what the internet was to the post office and libraries so that's a that's an interesting uh, take on that Uh, the former SEC chairman Jay Clayton he said cryptocurrencies are here to stay And we should not be fighting it. If we fight it, it will go around us. That's a direct quote. Uh, Congressman Patrick McHenry, who is the ranking member of the House Financial Services Committee since 2019, basically said there is no capacity to kill Bitcoin. Even the Chinese could not kill Bitcoin with their firewall and all of their efforts. It's it's here. Like
4: you've also read recently NFL player – uh, I think his name is Sean Colkin. He says, hey, I want some of my salary. Russell Okung, Oklahoma State fans, uh, offensive tackle. Um, he still takes half his salary and puts it into Bitcoin. So it's here.
2: All right, gentlemen, let's go ahead and take a quick timeout. And, and I'll tell you, and I said it on one of the earlier shows, everybody I talked to about this show goes, huh, Bitcoin, where can I hear that? Uh, well, you're hearing it right now on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. We are live and local in the big city and we'll be right back after a quick timeout you're listening to cryptocurrency with matthew j moore 1023 krmg and that funky music means we're back with more of cryptocurrency with matthew j moore we are live and local in tulsa oklahoma on your sunday evening brand new show thanks for tuning in and listening. We're having a lot of fun doing it. We're exploring the world of cryptocurrencies and trying to make it understandable even for people like me who have a hard time with anything past long division. And Matt, I think you're doing a pretty good job of it. Please welcome our host and the guy behind this concept and uh, a cryptocurrency guru, if you will, Matthew J. Moore. Matt, how is your Sunday going so far?
3: I am better now that I'm here. (laughs) So every time I get to talk about cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, Bitcoin, my favorite lights up, so this is a uh, honor and it's a privilege and I love being able to do this so hopefully those of you who are listening put on your thinking caps uh open up your minds your hearts because we're going to go down the road of cryptocurrency and uh, it's a big topic it's like drinking from a fire hose uh you know we talked about uh some of the core concepts you know money and and blockchain technology how it creates digital scarcity you know how this is the first technology uh, in human history that allows for something to be digitally scarce which is very unique for people to even conceptualize of course we're so used to copying and pasting so you know just dis- d- d- distributed uh ledger technology I I think is going to change a lot uh, we talked a little bit about this idea what well, why is it still around why has not if, if this is like money and this is this is a possible threat to the monetary policy of governments like why why are governments kind of somewhat embracing it or talking about it or haven't stopped it yet or maybe they've tried. Like these are the topics that we're talking about and uh, before in the last segment we were talking about some of the positive affirmations and statements from government officials about cryptocurrencies, about the technology and about how if they, you know, just kind of either ignore it or attack it, it's actually just going to go around them. And so if if you can't beat them, Join them. And yep. so I definitely do see a world where, you know, cryptocurrency, you know, nation states are going to create their own version of it. You're going to have these decentralized versions of it. You're going to have corporations creating a version of it. So you could kind of have this, you know, marketplace of competition for, you know, uh, value, money, monetary policy. It's just a, it's a fascinating new world that I think uh, is going to change a lot of things, whether people – Realize it or not, so i't know Eric, uh, those statements that we talked about earlier about some of those government officials was that a surprise to you to hear some of that no you got
4: uh, it's like i said it 's here it's people are doing this they 're jumping in, and the governments are going to have a decision to make. Do we stand against this with zero capabilities? Or do we help embrace it and then hope that somebody invites us into the tent? So, or
2: ignore right. it and hope it goes away. And, right. and that's yeah. really, and I think what you're saying is has no longer an option.
3: Nope. Right. Yeah, no, because the, the time to have killed Bitcoin or to compromise the network is in its infancy. Because when a blockchain is in its infancy, it's prone to 51% attacks. The, the, the amount of computing power that it takes to secure this network uh, is not quite as much as what it is today. I mean, just in 2014 alone, uh, the... the the computing power of the entire Bitcoin network was greater than the top 500 supercomputers combined. And, and it's only grown exponentially since then. And Charlie Spears, who's with us today, which we'll talk to here in a minute, he's with American BitPower. He's in the, the mining side of the in- industry. And he mentioned to us last week that you know if, if Sweden wanted to compromise the network for 10 minutes, like the whole country of Sweden would have country. to divert its entire power energy sources uh, in order to do it. And so you'd have to shut down complete sectors of the grid. Uh, so it's it's really fascinating, and you know when we talk about some of those uh, those politicians and those government officials making those statements, uh, you know I think it's also interesting to see the corporations because yeah. the corporations are putting this stuff on their balance sheet, they're making products and services around it, and you know if you're political or not, you know the truth is um, these corporations, you know they in an indirect way or direct way, however you want to see it. They influence a lot of these politicians, yeah. you know, with the, the fundraisers and the money well, and money. I yeah.
4: mean, <laughs> yeah. hello.
2: And and there was an IPO was it last week or the week before? 2 weeks ago, yeah. Uh, Coinbase? Of, of, of Coinbase, yeah, which right. is not a cryptocurrency, it's a company that trades, right? The wall. It's Crypto- an exchange. Currency?
3: yeah, yeah a cryptocurrency exchange.
2: Uh, so, if, uh, and I'm telling you, folks, somebody like left the room, the 17th richest guy in the world, <laughs> and nobody heard of day, him prior to no, that. that. nobody's ever heard of because he started that company. It's yeah. uh, it, it's happening,
3: right? Yeah, right. it is. You know, you got PayPal, you got Grayscale, Mass Mutual, J.P. Morgan, Guggenheim, Square, Fidelity, BlackRock, uh, Tesla. Slow micro strategies. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So it's like, you know, if these politicians are going to come after things like Bitcoin, uh, they're, they're definitely going to, uh, you know, jeopardize uh, these, you know, making these people mad, these corporations upset. So it would be a very uh, interesting situation. So, but I think we should dive in and talk to Charlie, Eric. What yeah, do you think it's, about that?
4: It's time to bring Charlie in. So Charlie is from, once again, it's uh, America Bit Power. They're here in Tulsa. They are based here in Tulsa. Him and his wife have um, set up shop here. And so, Charlie, are you, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're still with us. Are you here with yep, us? Yep, I'm or? here, guys. All right. So, Charlie, can you describe um, what you do with American Bit Power and a little bit about your journey to where you're at now?
0: Yep, uh, I am chief of strategy for American Bit Power, we're a cryptocurrency mining uh, company, and we've got this crazy idea that we're going to hook up to the abundant, cheap natural gas in our part of the country and mine Bitcoin off of it. It's uh, it's an underused, undervalued resource, and uh, we can uh, strategically partner as a mining business to harness that and make everybody money.
2: Okay, let's let's see if we can help people understand this cuz I got to tell you it confused me when I first heard this. Bitcoin mining and Bitcoin generation and solving the equations that l- allow Bitcoin transactions to happen use massive amounts of electricity and computing power so in order to do those operations you need massive amounts of power and the cheaper you do it the Mm -hmm. more profitable you are here is these all these natural gas pipelines and stuff that are that are out there or wells that are not being utilized they can come hook up to that directly generate power with that natural gas and do the computing operations is that am i grasping that correctly
0: yes that's correct i mean so the past 12 years of bitcoin's life has been defined by who can get the fastest computers first that's no longer the case. Going forwards and this coming decade, it will be defined by who can acquire these computers and deploy them onto the cheapest energy. So one of our thesis as American BitPower is that we need to think like an energy company. So we adopt the language. We talk in words they understand because, I mean, I'm a tech geek, but I've got to be able to uh, do deals with producers. So that's what we're focused on.
2: So you got to know what uh, BTUs are, right? <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I do. BTUs, <laughs> MCF, gas quality, generation. Oh, yeah. Right. So uh, how oh, much yeah. energy does a cubic, you know, a, a cubic foot of natural gas create, et cetera, depending on how you burn it or how you utilize it? It's fascinating stuff. And again, Matthew, I'm, uh, this is why I think this is a really interesting for this part of the country, for Tulsa they once the oil capital of the world still one of the biggest you know oil p- regions and certainly natural gas regions in the world we got about a
3: minute left but th- i mean what charlie's talking about here sounds like a really unique opportunity for us here it is in fact uh, if if anybody knows better it would be charlie and his group i mean charlie being in oklahoma have you seen some advantages uh, you know b- when you when you're looking at opportunities or or looking at new operations or expansion
0: yep so Bitcoin miners all across the world think like energy companies. Not everyone's looking at natural gas. Some people looking at solar and hydro and other things. Um, but we live in Tulsa. Our office is downtown in the Phil Tower, and we're surrounded by producers left and right. And so all of these people have problems to solve, and we believe we can solve them.
2: Whoops, he's going to play a piece of music here, which means, yep, there it is. You hear that? That's the sound of money being made. Hey, listen, we got to take a quick timeout and do the news, Charlie. So we'll come back and talk to him some more, yes? Yeah. And, and look, folks, you're not going to grasp this the first time through. I didn't. I still, I'm still struggling with it. Trust me. We're going to be here for a while, explaining it to you. You're listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore on 1023 KRMG. Be back right after the news. Welcome back to cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. We are live and local in the big city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, on a Sunday evening. My name is Russell Mills. Thank you for tuning in. We really do appreciate it, and you know, I think Matt, I think we're going to have people start to make this appointment listening because uh, everybody I talk to says, "Wow, show about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Where can I hear that?" <laughs> well, right here, right now. But by the way, if you do miss it, or as we were mentioning earlier, if you want to go back and listen to it again, because some of these concepts it takes a t- couple times through to get them, I, I t- I'm with you. All right, so we put every every one of these that shows is going to be online at krmg.com. Look in the on demand section, you'll see cryptocurrency with Matt J Moore. Click on that puppy,
3: and there they are. And now let me bring in our host Matthew J Moore, Matt. Thank you, Russell. And if uh, listening to the episodes is not enough for you, and maybe you are highly interested in learning more, or maybe you want somebody to hold your hand as you go through this space, uh, and you're looking to get into it, you can go to my website at mattjmorr.com. That's more with two O's. I've got a lot of videos, seminars that I've done in the past, and I've got a Amazon best-selling book, Foundations for Liberty, which actually the second half of the book talks about the monetary system and the problems that Bitcoin is trying. to uh, fix or answer. So uh, very good background information. So if you're interested in that, I would encourage you to go check out the website, Moore.com. But today we are talking about the topic of Uh, governments and corporations and why is is Bitcoin still around? Why is blockchain technology becoming a thing? Why haven't people tried to stop it? Has it been hacked? These are all questions that are commonly brought up when I have conversations with people and today uh, we've got Charlie Spears with American BitPower which is a mining, a cryptocurrency mining operation here in Tulsa, Oklahoma in downtown. So uh, they're doing some phenomenal stuff here in the city and in the state. Uh, But I would like to actually go ahead and bring charlie back on charlie are you here yep hey guys hey thanks for joining us again uh this segment i am super excited because i've got some fun questions to ask you uh a lot of times we hear uh people getting their bitcoin hacked right okay so people think that the blockchain bitcoin's blockchain got hacked but in reality it wasn't the blockchain itself the distributed ledger wasn't that it was actually uh, the way that they were managing their private information, their internet security. Uh, they were just being careless, or maybe they left their cryptocurrency on a centralized exchange, which is a central point of failure. But what are your thoughts on that when you hear people talk about or ask you the question, hey, doesn't Bitcoin get hacked all the time? I heard about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, when a, when a bank gets robbed, we don't say the dollar itself is fundamentally flawed oh, or, or got stolen. It's, it's – it's that bank which had an issue or something uh and that's uh, what a lot of these hacks uh are or um there's also a kind of uh there's also a situation where um to own your bitcoin you essentially have a password or private key and if you aren't able to guard that or if that gets exposed Someone else can't access that Bitcoin. So often when we say Bitcoin was stolen, they're talking about like password management or a centralized exchange being
4: hacked. And and Charlie, Matt brings up uh, Mike Maloney and he talks, uh, he has a video series and he talks about you could actually put your public key up on a billboard and you're completely safe. You just got to protect your private key.
0: Oh, yeah, I love to put my public key on a billboard because people would send me Bitcoin that way. <laughs> you As call long them it's yeah, it's kind of like if you own your private key, that's kind of like owning the key to your house. Everybody sees the address on the house and they know where to go find it and they can see what's inside. But if you own the key to the house, you are the owner of the house. It's a very similar analogy to uh, what goes on with owning Bitcoin.
2: Can I ask a question just out of left field, which is if I forget my password or lose my password, am I just out of luck?
0: Oh, man, yeah. That yeah. happens to a lot of people, and there's a lot of famous news stories about that. But um, I would say this. You know, the you think about the Internet back in the 90s. Like, it was really hard to use. You kind of had to use command line, and it was very uh, arcane and difficult to access. But when Netscape and the browser came in, it allowed normal people to interact with the internet in a healthier, more dynamic way. We're seeing things like that happen with the entire Bitcoin and cryptocurrency ecosystem. Better ways and more user friendly ways to manage your key. So instead of writing it down on a piece of paper and putting it under your bed, now, now you can now, you can split into three or four parts and kind of access it like nuclear launch codes. And there's specific companies that are built, uh, to facilitate that. So I'm bullish on that happening less and less.
3: And I also think that's one of the reasons why you had things like the comp controller of the currency uh, basically giving banks permissions to be custodians of this because there's going to be a lot of people out there that don't want to be self, you know, they don't want to be their own custodian. They don't want to manage this private information in order to keep their money safe. But, you know, the option's there. You can be sovereign over your, over your wealth. Um, you know, Eric Cooper, he's, he's our co-host of the show with me today, but I, you know, it's so fun to have you along, Eric, with this ride because uh, we had conversations about banning Bitcoin. And maybe you heard Charlie mention it in some of our past conversations, but you probably definitely heard me talk about it. Um, but Bitcoin, like can, you know, when bi- when governments try to ban Bitcoin, essentially, have you heard the phrase, they're only going to ban themselves from Bitcoin? Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, w- what are your thoughts on that? Like a government banning itself from cryptocurrency or banning themselves from Bitcoin? Is that, is that all they can do?
1: Uh,
0: that is also one of my favorite lines that a government can't ban bitcoin it can ban itself from bitcoin that's a that's a really good one-liner um well i would say this um look at governments who have essentially banned or restricted the internet around the world um they can kind of do that their citizens can still access that it's a little Mm -hmm. bit more difficult but um really what we see is those those countries Generally shoot themselves in the foot. They're, the internet is a tool that everyone else in the world is going to use regardless. The same thing will happen with Bitcoin. You can try to ban it. You can try to restrict it, but everyone else is going to use this. And if from the, and the game theorist in me says, well, uh, it's much more beneficial to participate in the system than try to fight it.
4: So Charlie, would you probably say that the government acting responsible with its money is the biggest threat to Bitcoin? I did tweet that the other day. Uh, it was just a thought
0: that I had. I mean, because people are always asking me, "Oh, well, uh, you know, what about this? What about these existential risks?" And you know, I consider those, but I really think that if there weren't a problem to solve or an opportunity to solve and improve something, then uh, then you really wouldn't have a reason to come up with a solution. And um, if every government around the world all at the same time started acting uh, with prudence with regards to monetary policy and in the interests of their citizens, then I would actually say that's probably the best way they could attack Bitcoin. They could actually get, um, you know... Stability. Their, their, yeah, stability.
2: This, this all started, right, as a result of the housing bubble, implosion of the, of the markets in 2008. Am I right? That's kind of where Bitcoin got started. and
0: That is and- the genesis of it. You know, some of us... Would say that. Well, it's really uh, since fiat was invented. But yeah, when Satoshi uh, uh, proposed or released the white paper into the wild in 2008, and Bitcoin has started in 2009. And so it is born out of the ashes of the great financial crisis. I mean, the first block, ever mind, the Genesis block, has in it a headline from some English newspaper uh, with the headline, Chancellor on Brink of Bailout, or Second bailout for banks and that really does capture the the spirit of what's going on that uh the only people who really act in your interest is the network is the bitcoin network here
3: well when we talk about the bitcoin network you, oft- you often hear the concept of 51 percent attack i know we talked a little bit about that in one of our last episodes but can you describe uh to to people what a 51 percent attack on bitcoins network would be and what that would look like
0: yeah So I'm a miner, and Bitcoin is mined, and that's one of its security mechanisms. But if a majority of miners, if a group of miners were to control 51% of the computing power, otherwise known as hash rate, they could effectively add blocks to the blockchain uh, that they want. They could censor other people's transactions. They could double spend Bitcoin. Um, So uh, they would basically control it. They can't alter the history, but they could alter the present. Now they would likely do it at great cost to both themselves, because it takes real resources that you would almost eventually make worthless, because no one would want to use Bitcoin after that. But uh, a 51% attack is when the majority of miners uh, control the computing power.
3: Right. And, And a blockchain in its infancy is when it's most vulnerable to one of those. Isn't that correct?
0: Yeah, you can kind of think of uh, like younger, early, earlier, smaller blockchains have fewer resources uh, deployed to secure them. And when they're small like that, uh, it takes fewer resources to attack. And well, now that the cat's out of the bag that um, these are kind of a big deal, a lot of people are paying way more attention early on.
2: Well, and a lot fewer miners, right? If, if you only have, a, you know, a couple thousand miners in the entire system, then a thousand yeah. and one of them have to get together and decide to cause trouble. How, how many yep. folks do you, do you figure are mining Bitcoin right now? Just- oh,
0: gosh, this is this is a emerging, very exciting group of research that I personally study. Um, but uh, the largest countries are China, North America, U.S., Kazakhstan, Iran, Russia. Um, these are all major players in the international Bitcoin mining network. Right now, about 15 gigawatts goes into mining Bitcoin. That's about the size of Sweden, as Matt said. and uh, Or you can think of it as that's about the size of uh, all of the washers and dryers in the U.S. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, it's it's uh I, I think it's it's fascinating because you know, we talk about national security and we've had these conversations before Charlie and and the people over there at American Bitpower is it's actually in America's best interest to incentivize bitcoin mining. There was a lot of uh fear and uh fud about uh China having this large portion of bitcoin mining uh in China, but that was recently kind of debunked by the latest power outages, uh, isn't that Yeah. Correct?
0: It certainly seems to be that way less mining happens in China than we thought. Um, we saw a very interesting event happen a couple of weeks ago with some major outages of uh, power plants in a certain region, allowing us to have like a real world empirical uh, test case to uh, evaluate where hash rate, that is the computing power and miners, where hash rate exists around the world. And it suggests that way less happens in China than we thought, which is optimistic.
4: Well, Charlie, we are going to probably have to cover this in the sec- next segment, but um, we talked about a little bit. Of, can you explain, once again, governments, they're, they're probably not going to be able to shut this down, but they're going to be able to do a little bit more to uh, make it harder to use Bitcoin, kind of like Napster and LimeWire. Um, can you touch on that real quick as we uh, right before we head out?
0: Yeah, so they certainly can, and they can make it difficult. They can restrict on ramps to converting your dollars or fiat to Bitcoin. They can surveil it very closely and restrict you from interacting with other financial, uh, the, the rest of the financial system. So they can make it difficult. Um, but you really kind of just have to shut off the internet if you want to completely ban it. And even then, we've got satellites that are actual Bitcoin nodes that you can connect to and connect to the Bitcoin network.
2: So uh, I don't, they'd have to control the skies, too. Yeah, it's like bailing out the ocean with a teaspoon. It it ain't going to happen. So I I think is is the point these guys are trying to make right now. Hey, you're listening to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. Yeah, we're live and local in Tulsa. We'd like to see Tulsa become a leader in what is going to be (laughs) a game-changing industry. Take my word for it. I'm Russell Mills. We'll be back with more of Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore after a quick timeout. You're listening to 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore. We are live and local in Tulsa, Oklahoma on a Sunday evening. Partly cloudy out there. It's actually a little bit of blue sky right now. Could be a bumpy weather week, so stay tuned for all that. Meanwhile, we're digging for digital gold in a world that is, well, a little scary, a little confusing to some of us. But Matt's here to hold our hands and guide us through the woods and find that buried treasure. Right, Matt? That's right. We <laughs> please, are. Please welcome
3: our host, Matthew J. Moore. Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> we're looking for digital gold. Gold, and I'm glad to have you guys with us, Eric Cooper. He's here in studio with us as well. Uh, he's a co-host of the show. Uh, Eric, why don't you say hello? Hello again. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, lots of learning, so I hope you uh, you put your thinking caps on and uh, you open up your ears because uh, we drink it from a fire hose. Uh, we're talking about uh, cryptocurrency, blockchain technology. Why is it still around? Can it be hacked? Do governments care? Uh, you know, we have uh, Charlie Spears with us as well. He's our our guest from American Bit Power, which is a uh, Cryptocurrency mining operation here in Tulsa. Uh, we're trying to turn uh, Tulsa into a cryptocurrency uh, mecca, so to speak. A lot of opportunity here, but a lot of questions as well. You know, what are the risks involved? How can it be stopped? Can it be stopped? Really? Uh, we talked a little bit about 51% attacks uh, and what makes that possible. Charlie talked about that in the last segment, but um, I think things that are on people's minds is uh, how do we know the code is good? You know, like how do we know the you know the, the protocol that's running this network is is kosher. Does it work? Yeah. <laughs> Does it work? Can I can I buy things with it? Yeah, exactly. Well and you know the funny thing is it's been going on for twelve, twelve years now, I think, pretty pretty close to that. And uh it's uh it's been phenomenal to see it go and how it has been going. I mean it's kind of like uh, geometry. You know, geometry works, it's math. We just uh we essentially uh you know we we don't need to know the creator of geometry because geometry works apart from its creator. Uh, but Charlie Spears, uh, I have a question for you uh, about Bitcoin's protocol. Uh, if if developers were going to submit changes to this open source protocol, uh, what, what takes place?
0: Well, uh, so Bitcoin is software, so there are engineers and developers who do work and write it. But it's an extremely deep, long, careful process. Um, You now have hundreds of people who contribute to this, and this is pub- all done publicly. I can, if I could read code as well, I could go and verify for myself the actual code that's written that I'm running. And in t- on top of that, I don't even have to run uh, code with a change from a new developer Um I can choose to run whichever version of Bitcoin I want. It just so happens that most people do use the same version of Bitcoin. Um, So it's a very carefully uh, monitored process. I mean, you've got got a trillion dollars worth of value locked up in Bitcoin right now. And developers uh, and Bitcoiners uh, treat changes to it as if you're making changes to a $100 trillion network. Uh, to actually, today, it's interesting we're talking about this. Today, uh, we have one of the the, the uh, largest upgrades to the Bitcoin protocol in recent history. And it was a very, very slow, careful thing. And it's really not that big of a change because this code has ossified. It's really become uh, almost like uh, very uh, complete. We don't want to mess with it or change it too much because we believe it exists uh, very much in its final form already, so uh, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people looking at this.
4: And Charlie, it's not like I can grab my my favorite uh, criminal buddy of mine, grab a Dell, and hack the network, right? Like in order for the Bitcoin protocol to be compromised, 94% of the network has to adopt this faulty code. So, what's that betting process look like, and the likelihoodness of this likelihoodness likelihood of this happening?
0: Well, so the nodes, the people who uh, run the computers that look and verify, that's different than the miners, um, we choose which software we're going to run. And so uh, you can't, you'd basically have to inject secretly bugs into the code that pass Uh, intense scrutiny from hundreds of people, all of whom are just obsessed with uh, studying and verifying that this thing works. And then you'd have to get everyone who runs nodes to uh, run your version of the software. And we've seen this kind of thing happen, maybe not in a hack sense, but we've seen um, people differ ideologically on what Bitcoin should look like. Um, Kind of like uh, you can think of like the original Bitcoin white paper as like the Declaration of Independence. And now you have... Uh, and it's almost like the Constitution, and you can make amendments to it, but the core of it still maintains. But there are people who, who who view things differently, and they're free to go write their own codes. But most of us will say, "Well, we believe these core values, and we're going to run this version of the code."
3: It's like a true democratization of monetary policy. Uh, wouldn't you agree with that statement?
0: Yeah, it it's uh, it's it's very egalitarian, equally accessible to all. And neutral. It, Bitcoin does not care who you are, if you're a criminal or a government or anything, which is, uh, which, which a lot of people are critical of. But I think uh, that's also very exciting.
3: Well, if these concepts are making your head uh, blow up, uh, or essentially you got a lot of questions and you want to learn more about this, I would encourage you, uh, Charlie, what's, what's the website uh, people can visit your company?
0: AmericanBitPower.com.
3: Uh, yes, and com is my website. I've got a lot of educational materials uh, on my YouTube channel. So if you go to my social media uh, links and whatnot, you can uh, basically listen to what I've been saying for, for many, many years. And uh, I'm sure Charlie's been saying this. Actually, Charlie's been in this uh, much longer than I have. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, we say, like Matt says, you it's like drinking from a fire hose. So I say I have a 100 years of experience in Bitcoin.
2: You, you must not be very thirsty then. You should be fully satiated, water-wise. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm going to yeah. give you those websites one more time, folks. Jot them down. Mattjmore with two O's dot com or AmericanBitPower.com. Heck, check them both out. And then come back next Sunday for more of Cryptocurrency with Matthew J. Moore on 1023KRMG.